Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network Daily Live NHL Show, Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework HQ. We updated that now, so it's Edgework HQ on YouTube, Twitter, and on the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section. Try to keep it uh, pretty uh, pretty consistent across all platforms. Easier for everybody to find us now. You can find all the picks that we give out on this show in real time and after the fact on the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section. And guys, doing pretty good so far on the season. Up 32.5 units, 6.6% ROI. Another good day yesterday for so money and russ a couple wins there so hopefully we can keep it going today on uh, what what is being called the barn, barn burner, burner friday, friday. <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> but uh um, i got my glasses on today for that very i should have wore safety glasses that would have been funnier <laughs> we also got the barn dance intro music that plays as well according to uh rob pizzola senior i was i was at his place last night watching the leaf game and he's like rob you guys got to get rid of that music you guys got to get rid of that music. I'm like, Cotton Eye Joe is like the most, like, it's a, such an iconic, you know, NHL arena song. He's like, I don't know about this barn dance version you guys got going on. <laughs> He's like recommending like all these different themes, which are definitely YouTube copyrighted and stuff like that. I'm like, it's okay like that. You know, the, we're not losing viewership because of the, the, the one minute intro song, you know, like it's, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting Speaking DMs of the Leafs, from <laughs> getting DMs from Rob's dad about changing the song. You want to talk about you want to talk about the Leafs, Andy. You want to talk about how good this team is, and did yeah. you go and run to the run to the counter and get your Austin Matthews Rocket Richard ticket? So you, when no, he scores wanna, thirty over the next, I want to sell games? his rookie card. I want to sell his rookie card before it's a loss for me because it's not going the way I I thought it would, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I was on the Jets last night, and yeah, Leafs couldn't get out of their own end in the first period, and look how the game turns out. It's one of those, one of those nights. Yeah, you just you don't bet against the team of destiny, man. It's just <laughs> a lesson to be learned there, I think. Lesson to be learned. Why, Jonathan, you haven't tuned in in the last two months? Or? Well, I mean, <laughs> he, he definitely missed the episode where you got the Red Bull in the eye. That's I, I notice you're wearing your glasses I've got a lot, a lot worse today. in my eye. I've gotten much worse <laughs> in my eye. It's it was, I was fine. I powered through. Look, <laughs> powered how, through. look how I'm tight powered. those glasses are at the top of the bridge of his nose today. There's like no chance they're going to get in his eye. Oh. It's all right. I did a extensive double checking to make sure I'm not writing games down wrong today. So we're talking about stuff that's not happening. <laughs> Just made up games. So hopefully we can avoid that. But we will get into some of the games for today, or both of the games for today. We'll get into uh, what's going on in those, give our best bets, player props, and as always, you can find those when they're given out on the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework. So make sure 
to follow us there, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and if you want, you can listen to it back after the fact. You can find it on podcasting platforms as Edgework as well. So let's start with the first game here tonight. Ottawa-Pittsburgh having a little rematch from their game on Wednesday night where they played in Ottawa. Tonight they are facing off in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh favored in this one. Minus 130, uh, you can find around plus 125 or so on Ottawa, uh, widely available uh, for the Sense tonight, 125-130. This Ottawa team right now, um, kind of fun to watch a little bit with some of the stuff, that some of the guys that they have there. It is a bit of an interesting situation as they thought that they were going to be a better team trading for some of these guys in the offseason, maybe having guys take steps forward. But then, I don't know if you guys caught this. There was some really interesting comments from Pierre Dorian the other day with this this Sens team who is out of the playoff race. And Pierre Dorian said, well, we're going to trade for some rental guys to make sure the fans and the players on the team know that we're going to still compete. I thought that was kind of interesting given the state of where their team is at. But then facing off against Pittsburgh, who is just holding on to the last wild card spot right now based on win percentage. They are tied with the Islanders, 51 points couple a uh, few games less played than them Casey DeSmith expected to go here tonight at the last I was seeing I haven't seen if there's anything updated since uh three five and two in their last 10 they have been struggling a little bit favored here against the Sens coming off a loss to them in Ottawa the other night Andy do you kind of feel like this is a this is the right spot for this team uh I don't have a uh, I'm I'm closer to the Senators than I am the the Penguins right now because I'm not quite uh, I'm not quite sure what Pittsburgh's lineup's going to look like I don't know who's going to be in goal uh, Tristan Jerry's been skating but it doesn't like I mean he I think he just returned to the ice two days ago so you know sometimes that that doesn't that sometimes that means he just needs a practice or two and he's back and sometimes that means he needs a little bit longer. I uh, don't know about Petrie or Latang or, or was Petrie back last game? No, he was. No, he wasn't. Let me see. Uh, I don't po- think he was. Uh, Poling, uh, Petrie, Latang, Archibald's out. Um, yeah, so I mean, not really quite sure how to finalize this price right now. Also, don't know who Ottawa's starting because uh, they're uh, playing again tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's just a team that I, I can't quite figure out. The Senators are. Uh, uh, at this point, I think a team that's not as undervalued as some people might have thought they were earlier in the season, I, uh, and and I, I think Pittsburgh's a team that uh, is kind of in flux right now, you know. So you don't really know what you're getting. At this point, they could be a team that's going to heat up and go on a run once they get healthy. They could be a team that's uh, going to kind of struggle to make the playoffs. Not really sure. Yeah. I, I agree with what a lot of Andy said. Just so everyone knows, uh, for the audience, Matt Vensel, who's a Pens reporter, he just tweeted that Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith are in the two nets. Dustin Tokarski is just chilling. So I, I would probably expect DeSmith to start and Jari to back up based off of that. I don't know that we know for sure, but they usually just don't thrust the starter right back in and his first skate. Um, honestly, the game that between these two teams the other night was a very high-powered, like, as Andy would say, a barn burner. Like, there was a lot of offense, just teams trading chances. And if we're going to get DeSmith and Talbot, I mean, I'm, I'm more inclined to play the over 6.5 with DeSmith and Talbot than I am DeSmith and Forsberg. But honestly, I don't mind that look either way. Um, I, I just think that these teams are content to trade chances. Ottawa yeah. is... 
uh, a team that's also been scoring a lot better as of late. And like, I don't, again, you know, Pittsburgh's not good defensively right now. So exactly like the lines up. It's arbitrary endpoints that, you know, I, I I can say Ottawa, you know, like look at their last eight games, last 10 or whatever. But if you just look at the chart or the graph over the course of the season, their scoring has had an uptick uh, as we've got into January here. So uh, I personally think that the over here has a little bit of value, um, but I would wait, just absolutely be sure that it's not Jari. Um, and that it, you do get like a DeSmith confirmation. All right, fair about, enough. Are we moving on? Are we talking about players and stuff right now? Or you talk about whatever you want. There's only two games. Uh, you're the host. You're the host. You're the boss. You're the boss, Zach. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to take over the show. Well, I, I want to get that. into some of the comments that are in the chat, and I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the comments coming out of Ottawa in regards to some of the player stuff. Uh, if people have questions, make sure to ask them. We do, do only have two games to go over today, so we can kind of dig into the last one shortly. But if you do have questions, please make sure to ask them in the chat. We will see them in real time on YouTube. You can head over there. So if you are watching on Twitter, unfortunately, we won't be able to see those right now. But go over to our YouTube channel, and we will see them. We can answer them live. But before we get into that, the deadline is coming up. Connor Hart will bring you up here uh, with deadline coming up soonish. Any players you'd like to see move to specific teams or any fits you think would be perfect? So we can kind of talk about that. If there's anything you guys are looking at right now, it doesn't necessarily have to be is this HF your, boards huh? I- insider <laughs> trading here or anything. But I guess part of it for me just kind of lines up with what I saw out of Ottawa in regards to the fact that they would be trading for a rental piece or anything like that because they want to show the players are gonna they're gonna compete and the fans are gonna compete. I don't know what what did you guys make of that and the fact that those statements were made out of a team that's not gonna make the playoffs this year. So <laughs> so for me it's like I I live in Toronto. I, I consume a lot of the Toronto sports media and every time I hear like Dubis needs to be fired type of situation, I just look I look around the league. And I'm like, look at the alternatives that you have here. Like, yeah. which team that's not going to make the playoffs in any sport over the hist- in the history of the world is going to reinforce their team so that they c- the, the, fans are- the fans are not happy with that. The fans are happy if you make the playoffs or they're happy yeah. if you have some draft equity and you can draft someone that, like, moves the needle for them. That's, like, the in-between spot where nobody gives a shit. So, like, that makes – like, that's, like, way off – in in right field like it it makes zero zero sense so uh i hope the ottawa senators do stupid things like that because i love <laughs> seeing that franchise just in the gutter uh sorry senators fans but uh yeah like that kind of stuff is just like there's so many of these gms in the league where it's like how how is this the person that you've put in charge of 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 the team like i i don't get it so uh that's my two cents on that one yeah i mean ottawa has a lot of good things um but i'm i'm bi- a little biased here i think i'm, I'm with rob where i, I just i the, the hype this offseason kind of pissed me off because it was just so clear that this team wasn't going to be good in so many ways uh and the the kind of talbot um i don't know what you would call it like washing like yep. ca- like just making him seem like the the you know a savior kind of goaltender um yeah, I don't know. I want to see this team miss the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't care who they bring in. But um, I don't. I don't really. Honestly, I'm not. I'm. I'm boring when it comes to stuff like that. I never speculate. I'm never sitting here thinking like, oh, who could the Bruins bring in? Who could you know? I just wait till shit happens and kind of take it as it comes and and assess it and 
go about it like that because there's just so much other stuff to focus on. All right, well, I have a question for you then, Andy. You're not going to speculate on who might come or anything like that to your team, but who's a player that you would want to come to Boston at the trade deadline? Like, who's the guy Timo that you're Meyer, looking at? Like, that's not going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't have Timo cap Meyer. space. Yeah. They're not bringing in anybody. They're they're probably if I'm gonna, if the Boston's bringing in somebody, it's going to be like a, I don't know, like like a like like some third or fourth defenseman kind of thing like probably like that's that's what i keep hearing is that they need help on the back end which more more so than help i think just a little more depth more than anything but like you know if they could if they could find one of those diamond in the rough kind of guys like like that is not a standout defenseman on his own but fits really nice into a into a nice group like you know in in tampa they had a guy like Cernak right like I mean he was really yeah. serviceable for them in the playoffs and I mean you like let's say let's just say they brought in a guy like Nick Letty and I'm and like people are gonna flame me for this but like it would be like oh he's terrible he's terrible but like come playoff time man and it, this is old school hockey talk but like some of these guys are good at what they do in the playoffs they know how to play their position they know how to not fuck it up in the crucial times and and you need that uh, in in a playoff run, and I think a lot of people still take that for granted, right? So like, there's, I know me and Mike, Michael Lieboff from the Action Network have talked about this a lot. How there are some guys, some veteran defenseman guys that you'll see teams bring in, and everybody kind of flames the teams for it. But then in the playoff run, it kind of becomes apparent, like, wow, this guy's actually kind of useful right now. Like, and um, so I think you might see Boston bring in somebody like in the, in that kind of vein. Yeah, fair enough. I just think it's kind of interesting kind of bouncing between who would you want and who is realistic and those kinds of things because you look at Toronto and we're immersed in this market and even aside from being a fan, it's like Rob says, yeah, every time you turn on talk radio, it's like their speculation Boston. of who they're going to get is just Dude, Boston the has gotten really like, I mean, if you look at the last 10 years as, a, as from a Bruins fans perspective, we had Ginla, we had Nash, we had, a, they, they went out and they well, got a I'm lot saying. of these free agents and they were not really big hits with the Bruins, right? Like Taylor yeah. Hall was a, I think Taylor Hall has been a good acquisition and I think he's at a good price tag and I think he's really found himself as a player, like as that kind of secondary scorer and, um, but like I mean I don't really like it's not gonna hurt me if they don't bring anybody in as a fan. I think they're they're a good team. I think in the future it's it's all about the future now. Like this is a last ditch effort. This is like the last hurrah. Like if Boston ends up winning the cup next year, and they they you know are the favorite heading into next year, short that right. Like it's not happening. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> the Bruins are not gonna parlay this into a big run. I don't think it's gonna be a short window of of success here so I don't, I don't know maybe i'm wrong i guess lindholm and mcavoy could change everything they're a great pair and and they're gonna they're gonna roll for a while i guess with lindholm signed for eight years but yeah i don't know all right question in the chat here from austin metler austin asking are the kraken for real what do you think of their division prices best number i see is off market plus 300 uh so rob will you take that one are the kraken for real i don't think anyone in the west is for real that's my so so by virtue of nobody else being for real i'd say yes like i like seattle's depth i mean last year you you kind of remember the start of last year where they were outplaying a lot of teams and they just couldn't score they weren't getting results and like that's totally turned for them this year right where like they're finally having a shooting percentage that isn't like one of the worst in league history basically and i i put them up against the other teams in the west and it's not a matter of like liking seattle it's just they're not 
worse than these other teams. They're not like Vegas to me is way overrated in my in my opinion. I, I I look at the bottom six forwards there. They're not getting production out of Eichel. The goaltending is a question mark now as well, whereas was an area of strength for them for many seasons. Um, I, I I look around the Kings like the Kings are fine. I I like the Kings, but like. Are they world beaters? No. I, I just basically think that the gap between the best team in the West and like the 10th best team in the West is so small that, yeah, absolutely, I could justify a bet on Seattle at those prices. I, I think they're one of the teams that consistently works hard, outplays other teams, and they might not have like the top end talent of some of the other teams in the West, but they have a very solid lineup from top to bottom. Um, goaltending, an issue. It is for a lot of teams in the Western Conference or across the league anyways um, that just haven't found that true number one. But um, I, I don't mind the Kraken. And honestly, if Seattle represented the West in the Cup, that would not surprise me in the least. Yeah, you could really see a, a chance for like a, a Cinderella team or whatever out of the West this year. And and then there's a, a number of candidates, right? Like, I mean, the, like the wild card race is going to be pretty crazy come to the end of the season. It's going to be fun to watch. Like there's going to be some, there are going to be some, we're going to have like two weeks of, of like elimination games almost in, in, in senses, you know, like where the, where like teams are going to be like fighting for those final spots in the West and it's going to be, going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be another probably boring uh, finish in the East. Right. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Seeing here <laughs> question from Eric, Eric saying Rob best bet to win the West at current prices. Let and he's not allowed to uh not allowed to yeah he didn't ask one. me yeah, fuck, yeah, you don't want my opinion just... buddy you don't want my opinion eric <laughs> <laughs> fuck you man um okay let let, let me let me take a, a quick look through the board here i don't know why i'm still like somebody's just got to tell like say rob it's over with calgary like somebody just needs to put me out to pasture and i've been say, trying for i was trying i was telling you like it's not happening but i don't know <laughs> I could like I still feel like the best price in the West is Calgary. I really do. I don't know why. I just feel like they have a run in them. I here like it's crazy with hockey, right? Because we play half the season and they've significantly underperformed. Markstrom has not been the Jacob Markstrom of past. But it's like I look up and down the roster and I'm like, there's they're gonna find it at some point. I think that they'll find it, and it's just like maybe they won't. Maybe this just happens in sports sometimes where the team just doesn't find it. Um, it's funny, like, you know, I'm watching the Leafs broadcast last night. I'm looking at odds to win the Cup. Colorado's second. They're not even in a playoff position right now. Like, it, it's it's cra it's pretty crazy market this year. But I don't – I I'm still going to say Calgary, and I'm going to look like an idiot and just be an idiot when they don't even make the playoffs. But I feel like that I think, make, I think they might make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think that's like, I think the regular season might not be an issue. I think you're right about they, them. I just worry about God mode McDavid, man. Like, it's, well, it's probably, like, there's, yep. you know, like, it's, it's a big, like, they, to go, Leon Dreisaitl was on, uh, I don't know. Was that like what thirty, forty percent? Not even last last playoff round, and and about midway through that series, it happened, or not even midway. I think in game two, and they still were all, like, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even close. It was, it was so ugly, and I just can't get that. That's like one of the things I can't get out of my brain from last season was like just how bad Calgary was was beat up by Edmonton. 
<laughs> Honestly, like it, it to me, just looking at the board, it's between Calgary or Winnipeg. That's the best best value in the West. I think people are like Winnipeg has an elite goaltender. They do have so, a bunch of skill players up up top. They're playing well this year. It's not like Winnipeg teams of years past where the goalie is just carrying them through the season, right? And they're getting smoked. That to me is like, I don't know, relative to the pricing of of Dallas and Vegas, Edmonton, Minnesota, it's like Winnipeg is the redheaded stepchild in the entire situation when they've just been consistently good for the entirety of the year. I, for me, those are the two that stand out in looking at the market in terms of where they stand right now. Like Winnipeg's prices to win the West are in the 11 to 1 range, basically. Uh, Calgary's, depending on where you look, could be all over the board, but as high as 11 to 1 as well. Those are the two that I would take a flyer on. If I was, not a big futures better, but but that's just my quick reaction to, to where I see prices. I wonder if that's the best price. Connor says uh, he thinks the best futures bet is the Eastern Conference to win the Cup at minus one thirty six. I'm just wondering if that's so. What the, what else is out there for that? So the only challenge with that, and you tell me, Andy, if you believe that this is a thing or not. But these East teams are going to go through like some serious wars in these series. Yeah. Like that's those are. You know, like you, obviously there can be game, series settled in four or five games. It can happen. But, like, you look up and down at the Eastern Conference, you're like, all these series are going six or seven games. Like, there's just not much separating all these teams. And even a team that's, like, not as good, like Washington, they will yeah. grind a series like they did against the Panthers last year as well. So you may potentially get a team that gets to the Cup that's just played a bunch of six, seven-game series. Who knows who's going to come out of the West, but you can easily see – a team just rolling their path through what is a weak West if they get hot at the right time. Like Colorado could end up going to the cup having played like what, 15 games or something like that. A, you... lot, a lot could change. Like, I mean, they're, they're, we talk about how the East has the elite, the, the more, you know, more of the elite teams and they're better teams overall. But I think, you know, even you look down through who could finish in the lower parts of the, the, the playoff standings in the East, there are some pretty decent teams there that might not be considered elite right now that could make a run. And like you said, Washington, I mean, uh, you know, even I'm not, I'm not going to say the Islanders, but like with a goalie like Sorokin, it's not entirely crazy to think that it could happen. I mean, crazier things have happened, right? Maybe not in today's NHL with how scoring is and maybe the Isles couldn't keep up with that. But, um, you know, you, you could see something like that and, or a team like the Rangers, and who knows what happens with Colorado and Winnipeg, and how the market sees them at that point. Uh, if you know things change a lot in in two months over the course of the playoffs in terms of prices and stuff like that, and you could be looking at uh, uh, an East. There, you know, there is a chance. It's not kind of like a. It's not a guarantee that the East team is going to be a favorite in the end. It's a pretty yeah. good chance, but I don't think it's a a total a total lock by any means. All right, let's look at uh, this game here tonight. Quickly, as I don't know if we um, have much going on in this one, but Calgary, Vancouver right now, or Colorado, Colorado, Vancouver, Colorado. Not this again, Zach. (laughs) I caught it right away, and it's at least it's at least right there. Colorado, Vancouver, Colorado. As we're talking about them, they are two points behind Calgary for that second wild card spot. They do have three games in hand on them. I believe two of those games came from the canceled ones from the Nashville 
flood yeah. earlier on in the year. So those will have to be made up. Uh, so it's not necessarily like their schedule was just trailing behind in that sense. But there are four, five, and one in their last 10 now on a three-game win streak with some commanding wins that they've had here, uh, beating Ottawa 7-0, Detroit 6-3, Calgary 4-1 in that last one. So another opportunity to continue to make up some ground on the Flames here tonight. If you're looking at this game against the Vancouver Canucks, uh, that team is an absolute disaster just from a managerial standpoint, uh, coaching situation that they've got going on. Is there anything you're looking at in this game in particular, Rob or Andy, that you'd kind of lean towards side total or player props in this one? Yeah, so I, I have a player prop in this one. Uh, honestly, I think the game is priced fairly. Um, we don't know if Makar is going to play, right? I think that, he's out. I don't know. I'm guessing I, he's I out. I think so. Makar is from Calgary originally. The fact that he did not play in Calgary leads yeah. me to believe that it's probably a multi-game absence or else I think he would have kind of gave it a go. Um, yeah. That's just pure speculation, but but that's the logic behind thinking Makar is out. Um, actually, before I give my pick on this game, I, I know, Andy, you've talked in the past before about like star player being out, team plays better. Um, yeah. Does that well, apply to like first game, second? Like... I look at it more as a first game thing, but I, I mean, I think it's kind of like arbitrarily. I, I look and I do see like... You you obviously see it too, where where teams like like the you know when when they have a a star player out for a few games and they go on a, like the Chicago earlier they went on a three game win streak without Patrick Kane right like it I I don't know if that's just noise but I do I do think specifically in the first game there is that added next man up bump where where guys elevate try to elevate their game and and the the, the team tries to to kind of to elevate their game I don't know but it's I I just know that I'd be in the poorhouse. If I continue just betting blindly on player news like I did in the past, <laughs> yep. I mean, I I think we've seen it so far this year. I I don't know if it's noise or not. I'll I'll do this work in the off season to see if it's actually like, you know, we're dealing with small samples of star players being out, so we don't know because it looks like every single time a star player is out, their team still wins the first game. Like it's a you know, pick it up mentality, right? Like next yeah. man up type of thing, and. But maybe there's like, maybe I need to do some digging into like the actual peripherals in those games and like the the metrics, the Corsi, the expected goals to see if there's actually something there or if it's just been a um, yeah. lucky situation. But for the, go ahead, Andy. No, no, but you, okay. you go back to what you were going to say before. So for this game in particular, uh, I like a player prop here. Uh, I like Gary expected to start that just Ooh, came out. Beauty. So that's going to change everything. So, one minute ago from yeah. Daily Face Up. So no over for me there anymore. Uh, Pittsburgh, honestly, I think maybe has a little bit of appeal now. Minus 130, minus 135 range. I don't know. Oh, Close. it's come down there? Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. When I said earlier, FYI, when I said I was closer to Ottawa, I was closer to Ottawa when they were at like plus 130 or higher. Earlier. So I was looking not, at not uh, Pinnacle's market now, which is one. Now I'm right around where Pittsburgh is. At this point, it would be Pittsburgh or nothing for me in that game. But uh, nothing, it's going to be nothing is is the likelihood. Um, Elias Pettersson to score a goal for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you don't have to tell me how bad Vancouver is. For the most part, they still score. The one thing that is, you know, it's no secret as to what I do for people who have been watching the Friday edition of this show. 
but I like to try to catch people who have been playing well and maybe not getting the results. And since 2023 began, Elias Pettersson has 5.03 expected individual expected goals, and he scored one time. And that's because he has a 2.5% shooting percentage this year, which is well below his career high. Now, Pedersen's not known as like, you know, the best shooter on the planet or anything like that. But consistently over his career, he shot 16%. And this is over five seasons now where, you know, he hasn't had a shooting percentage anywhere near as low as this year, which is 12.2. But even then, I think he's just due for a ton of positive regression. He's still getting a lot of ice time overall. Colorado, probably without their top D-man and Kale McCarr as well, which... I think, you know, contributes to the ability of Vancouver to score in this game. So Pedersen to me is the guy that, uh, and by the way, for those out there, like if it doesn't hit tonight, it's probably a bet I'll make for the next two or three games as well. Just because whenever you get such a gap between the actual performance and the expected performance, those are the guys I like to target. We did it with Anders Lee earlier this year. He didn't score the night that I gave him out. He scored a couple the next night against the Arizona Coyotes or whatever. Um, so that that's going to be my play for this game. I just think that this is way off price with the way that Pedersen has actually played. And I like you that you bring that means, right. If he scores well, like in the in the next game or the game after that, and but it wasn't when Rob gave it out, he's still going to tweet out Pedersen goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zach, you can't reveal my strategies to the audience. This is not you know this is not what we pay you for. Obviously, like I'm going to uh, do that. Yes, I like that you brought that up though about like um, that you're going to you know do it not just tonight but in other nights. This is got your targeting because that's kind of how like. It's kind of why I hate player props from a content perspective because, like, I like to like provide some analysis, some you know, here's here's why and here's why you should be targeting this guy. I'm not gonna write the same thing every day that this guy plays for like a week or whatever, right? Like, right. so I try to like set people up for it, and if if it loses or wins, I take that I take that kind of one win, one loss, but I'm kind of implying that this is a strategy to kind of enact right now over the course right. of, you know, a larger sample of games when maybe maybe it fits, right? Like a guy like yesterday, he ended up being a late scratch, but I had targeted Mason McTavish. He scored more points per 60 over the last two months for the Anaheim Ducks. Well, as many or more than, than Zegris and Terry, and he's on the top line with Zegris on the top power play. Like he's a guy that I was targeting at minus one fifteen to score a point when his line mates are like minus one seventy five and minus yep. one ninety, right? So, um, but like that's that's going to ap- apply in future games. But you know, unlike Rob, where I'm looking at underperform, he's looking at underperformers. I'm looking at guys that are on absolute benders and have horseshoes driven straight up their asses <laughs> and have all everything going their way, and they're lucky. That's who I like to bet on. Uh, and Tim Stutzla is is that guy right now? Yeah. Now, so so I've I've got him packaged in a in a, a parlay with uh, with Val Nichushkin, uh, who's at um, where's Nichushkin? Where are you at? Who are you oh, looking fine. at? Oh, Tim Stutzla. Wow, that's yeah. come down. Oh no, I don't. Where's Coolbet? It's not there. They had what, plus two twenty five. We're using uh, we're using the New Jersey uh, the New yeah. Jersey books here for the wider. Oh, audience. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Catering okay, to the so, audience. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Lame prices, anyways. Um, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. There's some some. I I two twenty at Caesars is prices. a decent price there. I would yeah, say. yeah. Yep. Oh, two twenty. Okay, yeah. Yep. So Stutzla, 
he is roughly top five in goals per 60. He's got 10 goals or 11 goals in his last 10 games, 10 goals in his last 11. I can't, something like that. Uh, but 25% shooting percentage, dude, dude is just, you know, tearing it up right now. But it kind of, I think, brings up an interesting point here. You look at him and then you look at like a guy like Brady Kachuk who gets a ton of shots. Uh, like how, you know, what's that trade-off? Like, I mean, Stutzla obviously... It's not just luck. He obviously has, you know, scoring prowess. He's got an uh, elite shot in close, um, and you know he can he can rip it from from outside too. Uh, but he's a guy that's just scoring a ton of goals right now, um, and at that price, he's a he's a guy that I've been working into parlay. So I, I parlayed him with Val Nichushkin at around plus one seventy five, plus one seventy four, something like that. Uh, almost eight to one. I think I think it was plus seven ninety one was the 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 final. Zach uh, Zach's got like, one at eight twelve there on the screen. Yeah, there you go. So that's Anger. that's yeah. cool. Um, eight to one on a on a on a two two guys that are are gonna have a lot of chances. Like Rob said, we expect Pittsburgh. Even though Jari's starting, we still expect expect Pittsburgh and uh, and Ottawa to be a like a barn burner. And uh, Vancouver's totally you know just just inept defensively. And Nichushkin, he's he's only been back for a couple games. He's got nine shots in his last two games. He's on the top power play. Uh, and he's uh, he's on the second line with Ranton in, so he's going to have a ton of opportunities tonight. The and problem- a question here. Sorry, Rob, and I just wanted to ask it quickly because I was kind of wondering as well, but Max X asking, what's the reason for parlaying it? Well, I can because answer I'm- that for Andy. He's down bad. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I just, uh, it, two, two plus EV bets that I like, and I'm just having a little fun with it because it's, you know, they're, they're goal scorer bets and I don't do a whole lot of those. I actually do, which I've kind of stolen from a, a friend of mine. I mentioned him before, Michael Leboff, uh, goal scorer round Robin bets. They're they're I have a lot of fun with those. They're, um, you know, putting together undervalued guys that, you know, really, you don't want to be like betting on every single night. But guys like lately, Pavel Zaka, right? Tim Stutzla, he's uh, he's been ripping it up, and um, you know, combining those guys on a round robin, it's been fun. Fair enough. I'll, I'll never bet. Can on I just Tim. gamble sometimes? Can I just fucking gamble sometimes? Huh? <laughs> hey, huh? I just wanted to know if there's anything else going into it. <laughs> Tim Stutzla and that um, what's what's the German uh, the umlaut? Is that what they call it? The two dots over the the thing. That yeah, screwed yeah, up yeah. my model for so long, <laughs> and I didn't even know it was. Go- I, Tim Stutzla is dead to me just because of his last name. That's it. <laughs> yes. But you look Lots at you look only, only Pasternak, Hughes, and Patch Ready. If you want to count him, he's played. You know, only if he hasn't played very many minutes. And Konechny right now have scored more goals. Like he's up there with Matthews as far as production yeah. in the last ten games. So. He, he's a great goal scorer. He's just he's just dead to me because he caused me so much grief for such a long time. Every, every single site My that you import stats stats from has like. One Listen, fucking, I mean, it's really easy. One parlay. Fix, but, I, yeah. I think it's the first parlay I've given out in about five years, Max. <laughs> I'll just shut up. <laughs> Uh, Andy, I want to ask you in particular, especially because you brought him up there, but I was looking at Brady Kachuk anytime goal scorer ahead of uh, ahead of the show today, and he was sitting at around plus 180. was probably the most widely available. You could find plus one, 190 on Caesars there. I did look into some of the shooting percentages. He's at 8.6 shooting percent, which is about where he's been at throughout his career so far. He did have a great year last year where he was at 10.4 so is he unlucky or is he just not an efficient scorer right he produces right 
like about double the expected goals that he actually uh, produces in reality. Yeah. Uh, I'm just messing with you, Max. Hope you know it's all fun, but. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. He's a guy that I think is going to fluctuate around that average kind of league average scoring. He's going to be really good some years and have a, a bunch of goals. And it's going to, unless he gets a, a shooter tutor, gets Adam Oates over there to teach him how to <laughs> rip that thing a little more efficiently. I don't know, man. Like, I can't shoot a puck. I can barely get it off the ice. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, he's a guy that I don't think is at this point is unlucky. He's just not, uh, he doesn't have that nose for goals, I guess. He's just a guy that's going to rip it and try to hope for the best. He probably creates most of his offense, most of his, a lot of his his value probably, like, because if you compare him versus other guys that are, are shooting as much as he has, he's, he's not up there with them in terms of goals. I think most of his value is just rebounds and stuff like that. But yeah. um, he's definitely not, I don't think, in the same breath as some of these other players yet. I, I agree with you. I, I'm almost never looking to play uh, Kachuk over uh, or like any time goal scorer. But my God, if you can find some alternate shots on goal totals for that guy, like yeah. what a machine, you know, in terms of shots yeah, on goal. Yeah, he is. It's like, yeah, but you're right. Great you're player. right, Andy. Like you, you, get, you reach a sample size with a player where you're like, okay, this is not luck driven anymore. This is just the player's finishing quality and or, or the types of shots that he's taking. And things of that nature. And I, I think that like people just assume that everything's always going to regress towards the mean. And it doesn't always happen that way. There's people that have better than league average shooting talent or below average shooting talent. And, you know, and there's not like a cap on him. I think he could improve. And like course. we've seen players elite. He is an elite player. And we've seen the people in, uh, you know, of his elk, like, like kind of like learn how to do things better. But, you know, just right now, he's just. He's just not a guy that I want to be backing at those prices. I want to see him. I want to see him come up and kind of like away from maybe the expectations and more to reality, like what he is doing on a nightly basis. All right, last question I want to get to here before we wrap it up. We can get go through this one quick, but it was uh, we discussed a little bit of the futures. Uh, David C asked thoughts on the Panthers to win the Cup at forty to one. Seems like they're finally playing the way they were expected to play. Rob, Andy, any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, who's behind the bench there again? <laughs> yeah that's uh i mean listen uh they might find a way to get into the playoffs here at this point i still think that they're up against it i think their deep decor is awful and when you when you backstop a, a decor like that with bobrovsky i i don't i just don't see it ending well even if they do make it to the playoffs so games has he started yet like i mean like yeah. I'm just I'm just curious who started like how many games Bobrovsky started because he's getting up there right like I mean they might burn him the hell out like by the Bobrovsky end of this started season. 30 30 games 30 so that's pretty close to the top what the most is probably what 37 or something like that well well Spencer Knight well I I don't know that he started 30 he's played in 30 let's put it that okay. way the goaltending's been so bad because yeah. he has 30 and Spencer Knight has 19 do the math they haven't played that many games um overall he started, <laughs> he started in 29 okay there we go uh yeah. connor hellebuck and uh hellebuck sorokin binnington are all at 35 games played okay yeah so he's getting but up there and he's I don't just know. not good is the problem yeah. like that's you know he, he doesn't pass the eye test or the numbers test uh what's his goal saved above expected this year below average goal saved above average is minus 6.97 i i, I mean 
Some of it is probably the defense as well. It's it's not a good decor. They give up a lot of chances. Um, but I just have zero faith in Paul Maurice. Like zero. I think that he's a disaster. Was a disaster hire? You see the Jets. Like every team he leaves improves. And then every team he goes to gets worse. Like I, I don't really understand the infatuation with... I mean, it's an old boys club, the the NHL, and these these coaches get rehired. But um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't see it with the Panthers personally. They're not a team that I be have on my radar. All right, uh, we do have two official picks locked in here today: Elias Patterson over. 0.5 goals or score goal anytime plus 155 or better and the other one we've got here is andy's when this hits though andy we're, we're tweeting out all three of us we're tweeting yeah, out fucking check right marks are, and uh, yeah. like everything everywhere yeah well, <laughs> or or when one of the two hits you're getting about yeah, four, yeah. 40 tweets that are like shouldn't have parlayed them <laughs> asshole way to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I we're still tweeting out one of two hits tonight yes. if, if it goes it's one true. for two. Yeah. Um, but Stutzla and Valerian Nachushkin, anytime goal scorers parlayed there. You guys can parlay them, play them individually, however you'd like to. But those are the ones we have locked in. You can find them on the BetStamp app in the Find Better parlay section. Them. Listen, at the end of the day, like, I, I know how this space works, right? If only one of the two, I hope they both hit, but if only one of the two hits, you just send out a simple tweet like, if you had just played these individually, you would be up X units, right? And Zach threw it in there too. Play them individually, parlay them, do whatever. Yeah. Like we, he set the course for what the, the tweet that's coming has later. been yeah. sent out. Yeah. Options yeah. yours. All bets come with caveat. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find these picks. You can see where they're tracked, what books we track them against in the bed stamp app in the find. I didn't better know you section. tracked parlays, man. I thought those were just kind of freebies that we gave out. <laughs> no, man. No, no, no. Damn. Those are all tracked. It's hey, it's on. like with the crew on Wednesday. They had a four game parlay that they had, and the final game was the Dallas San Jose <laughs> game. They had Dallas oh. money line. And it's like I I just like looked at it the next morning. I'm like, oh my god, these poor guys. I had the team he has total. PTSD. I had the, Don't bring up that game, please. I had the team total. They scored three goals in the first 33. No, yeah, 33 minutes. Had 27 minutes to go over four and a half, and didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, I had Dallas money line in that assholes. one as well. So it's just unfortunate. But if you guys enjoyed the content today, make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. If you're looking for more stuff from Andy, you can find him over on Visa where he's giving look. his Connor look. FanDuel has great prices on Stutzla and Val and yeah. aren't listed on BetStamp at the moment. What's uh, up with be, that, guys? You guys got some in. kind of vendetta against FanDuel or something? Huh? No, no, we don't. There's Are you not, not fans of the duel? I, I will say what's likely, <laughs> there's probably a flag that's not turned on in the in the feed that we're in. Anyways, we'll follow up on that. Appreciate <laughs> oh, here that, you go. Connor. <laughs> here you go. Yeah, Jeff, looking developer into Jeff looking into it. See, we have a, look, look at this, look at this BetStamp service right here. Look not going to slip one past these. Guys. This is an all-encompassing kind of you know deal here. You get the customer service, you get the picks. That's what we're counts. all about. Yeah. Parlays, yeah. get the parlays. parlays. <laughs> You're gonna see commercials of Andy soon on TVs. Like you can parlay within a parlay within a parlay. Oh no! <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't do that with. 
Hockey Night in Canada producers holding a gun to my head. Oh, I'm not <laughs> probably not going to do it anytime soon. <laughs> but anyways, if you're looking for a more stuff, a from proverbial <laughs> like a, a you know not a, not a literal gun, you know, right. just just make a that proverbial clear. gun. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes and got it. Hey, you can find Andy's stuff do on the Houston same game with parlay. Same... <laughs> Motherfucker, bet three six five live odds, Andy. Let's go. Hurry up. I can't even get us out of here. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Anyways, if you're looking for more of Andy's stuff, you can find him on VEASAN with uh, the VEASAN Pro subscription, where you can find his daily VEASAN Parlay Pro pro Parlay Parlay Pro Plus, Triple P. And if you're looking for more stuff from Rob, you can find him coming up in 40 minutes on the Forward Progress channel. Uh, He's doing an NFL playoff props show with Hitman, Ian McMillan, and John Legaza going through the games this weekend, looking into some of their favorite props for that. And then you can also find him tomorrow live at 8 p.m. as he goes live to watch the Giants-Eagles game. Uh, before Rob inevitably inevitably has to deal with uh, some form of torture as we watch the live Cowboys game together on Sunday night. So make sure to check out the Forward Progress YouTube channel for more NFL content. You can also find uh, more content on the Hammer HQ YouTube channel. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. And if you did, make sure to subscribe and like this video. That would be greatly appreciated. But good luck on your bets tonight. Andy, Rob, thank you guys. See you next Friday. Bye.